Dallas Cowboys are set to meet with linebacker Shaq Leonard on Tuesday. Should they sign him? All that more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. Terms and conditions apply. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, we've got a bunch of Cowboys-related news that we need to talk about, including yeah. our All-22 Notes from Thursday's game, which I know feels like it's been forever ago. Uh, We will get to that. But we got to start with this news that was first reported by Tom Palisaro that the Cowboys are scheduled at least to meet with uh, Shaq Darius Leonard, formerly of the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Just what's your reaction to the Cowboys actually having a a meeting with him? Well, I I think it it, it changes the angles a little bit now that we're talking about you know, not putting in a claim on the guy, right? Because, yes. you know, we're not talking about taking on that salary that he had, which, I mean, I think obviously was the the kind of main rub of what the Colts were dealing with, right? Um, I, I've maintained that my stance on this is that I am, you know, hesitant on this, as long, but I'm okay with it as long as we're not talking about a major drop in, bell and and clark snaps right because i do think that bell and clark have been playing very very well uh in at linebacker so uh but i i don't disagree that i think that the cowboys could use some help of the third linebacker i think rashawn evans has been good uh but i mean if you want to improve that that linebacker spot even more then i think you know you you could bring in a guy like leonard who obviously would be incredible in the locker room as well as a guy who's just been there and done that and, and frankly as a as an undersized linebacker who's had to survive in the league for as long as he has, it would be good to have a guy like that next to Bell and Clark and kind of just, you know, continually giving them tips. And then I think honestly that the, maybe the biggest impact that it may have is that if you were able to bring him in and sign him, you know, the, the, the you're denying the Eagles their chance for signing their linebacker one at this point, especially with Cunningham uh, down and injured. So um, I, I think, you know, there are a lot of kind of ancillary reasons that you should think about this, uh, but not as many so much on the field, I think, uh, more than it being a pretty nice bump upgrade up from, you know, Rashawn Evans. So a couple of things I just wanted to add in really quickly. So you mentioned the waivers part. I, if a team was going to claim him on the waivers, they would have had to pick up the remaining $6.2 million of his, yeah, which was just not going to happen. Now the Colts are on the hook for that, which essentially means that he's going to be free for whatever team that he signs with. There's a, there's offset money here. So now it's down to recruiting and how you can pitch Leonard to your team. The disadvantage that the Cowboys have, as you mentioned, is Marquise Bell and Damone Clark. I thought those guys both played really well uh, against the against the commanders. 
I really thought that was maybe Bell's best game of the year. You know, he had to come out for a little bit, but man, he was flying sideline to sideline. And the fact that what Damone Clark is in year two, Marquise Bell is in year two. You've got those guys still on really young con or you know cheap contracts. I kind of just want to see them develop them even more because this is probably going to be your linebacker core for the next couple of years. Um, now the advantage that Philly has is they can basically offer him a starting role. And I just don't think the Cowboys can do that. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, part of the rub, part of the negotiation, you know, of all this, um, you know, it also depends on where Leonard is in his career. You know, I think that the truth of the matter is, is that he's going to play. I mean, if he comes here and, and signs at the Cowboys, he's going to probably play, you know, quite a bit still. I mean, Rashawn Evans played, I think, you know, 15 or 20 snaps last last game. And I imagine that, you know, as much as I said, maybe I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, you might be able to find like three or four more snaps for a guy like Leonard than than Evans, right? You know, Could again. you get like realistically 18 to 20 snaps a game? Probably. I think so. Yeah, Probably. yeah. That seems realistic. Now, the question is, is that like, is that what Leonard's interested in doing? You know, what, what, what's Leonard's interest here? Is his interest in kind of playing for a good team and, and like being part of something and, 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 you know, but also uh, uh, being the, 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 the head of the spear, the tip of the spear at the linebacker spot? Or is it more about like, hey, I've played, you know, <laughs> however many snaps, I, I'd like to kind of take a leadership role. Uh, I, I definitely will still play, but I'm not going to be kind of the featured linebacker on sure. this team, you know, and that, and that may be, you know, more appealing to an older uh, player, especially at linebacker where your body just takes a huge beating, maybe the opportunity to kind of play uh, in a, in a rotation uh, and, and kind of continue to stay healthier uh, throughout the end of the season. Maybe that's something that appeals to, to, to Shaq a little bit more than, than, you know, potentially going in there and having to play 50 snaps a game for the last you know, five or six weeks of the season. I will also mention this point. I'm not sure how strongly it, it, I, it, I believe it or even even matters. He spent a lot of his career playing for Gus Bradley, who runs a not a, I mean, not the exact same defense as Dan Quinn, but they were in, in Seattle together running mm-hmm. that defense. So I got to believe there's at least some part of the scheme that's the same on top of that. There's two former Colts players on this defense in Malik Hooker and Stephon Gilmore. And I have no idea what his relationship is with those two guys, but you would think that Gilmore and Hooker might be able to help do a little bit of recruiting, telling him to come here and play. I'm pretty sure that he's buddies with Gilmore. I I think I read that in an article, not just like last week that they are buddies. So, uh, and I think that that I did, I was trying to find the article actually. It's funny. You mentioned it. Uh, because I, I I had I had misremembered it as uh, you know that that he had been told that 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 he that he would like playing for the system, but I I thought that it was in Gus Bradley, which which actually makes a lot more sense. I I thought someone had said that it was uh, the former Colts, the 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 Bears head coach now. Oh, Chuck Pagano. Make, yeah, no, not Pagano. Uh, 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 the former Cowboys. Eberflus. Eberflus, which yeah. didn't make any sense at all because Eberflus uh, had such yeah. a kind of. Uh, burning bridges moment but yeah i i think that there is some some you know some ties here that make sense more so than the eagles um i i think it's probably you know 
like I said, it's going to come down to what he's looking for. Is he looking for a, a cushy situation where he can be a, take on a leadership role, plan a rotation, go back to be with some friends in a system that he knows? Or is he looking for a new challenge? Is he looking to, to be a starter at a new spot and a completely new uh, system? Uh, you know, I, I could see it either way. And I don't know the man, so it's hard for me to guess. I'll give him two more little pitches here, Shaq, if you're listening to the podcast. Number one, uh, as we're recording this podcast here in Pennsylvania, the windows are about to blow off because we're getting so much snow right now. Dallas, very nice this time of year. Just just pointing that out. Also, income tax is a little bit better out in Texas than it is out in PA. So, hey, just little other reasons to, to choose the Cowboys over the Eagles, right? Yeah, and and also you know, I mean, the Eagles are terrible. You don't want to play for the Eagles. You want to be, you want to be a cowboy. That makes. Sense. Uh, I mean, just. Uh. I, I will say, just in general, I'm I'm a little bit more skeptic uh, skeptical of the move because I I watched the last couple of games of Shaq Leonard, and man, he was struggling in space. And part of me wonders, like, did the Colts just see this in practice and see that his body was starting to fail him a little bit and it's time to move on now before things get really worse. Maybe he just had a bad couple of games, but he had a couple of big, big surgeries that do make me worried about how his game is going to age. Well, this is why, you know, it makes more sense in my mind for him to go somewhere where he's not playing 45 snaps Maybe. a game. I, mean, I just don't know that his body can handle that anymore. And frankly, you know, I was a hard no on his on his number. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, and just to kind of get an idea, like just so Cowboys fans know what to expect, this isn't going to move the needle a ton, you know? No. Like way. I said, the, the way in which it will actually move the needle the most is in denying the Eagles yes. the opportunity to sign 100%. them, to be completely frank. Yes. So I, I think it, it makes your linebacker room just a little bit better by raising the linebacker three maybe a little bit. But I don't know that this is like a situation where, oh, this is the final piece. No, no, no. no it's, this it's, isn't putting the Cowboys over the Eagles, and it's not putting no. the Eagles a step ahead of the no. Cowboys either. Absolutely yeah, I, not. No, I agree with you. All right, let's talk about some of our notes uh, after watching the All-22 from the Cowboys win over the Commanders next. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats right now, and you might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is so quick and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This time of year can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some kind of sadness or anxiety about it, especially with the holidays coming up. But adding something new and positive to your life can help counteract some of those feelings. 
therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and all the change that is going on in your life, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything that is going on. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's done entirely online. It's designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a uh, a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for any reason at no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We wanted to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Landon, I've got some notes that I want to talk to you about from the Cowboys game on Thursday. Let's start with Michael Gallup and Jalen Tolbert. For the second straight week, we saw Jalen Tolbert outsnap Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup only played 18 snaps in this game. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think they're clearly uh, either making a transition here. I mean, look, I think we should be careful here, like, because – uh, you know, we're looking at sample sizes and there are, there is some kind of out, outside context here, right? This is that kind of brutal, you know, 12 day period where they play three games, right? So I think there is something to the idea that they would rotate these wide receivers a little bit more in this area anyways, right? Just because wide receivers and corners specifically have to run so much, you know, and, and yeah. having fresh legs is really important. So I do think that there is an element of, this partially would be happening anyways. However, this is also a trend that's been happening, yeah. right? That, that has been trending. And, and, and I think it, it clearly has been something that, uh, you know, is a result of, of, of how Gallup has played and how Tolbert has played, right? So uh, I do think, you know, this is a, a, an important marker that, you know, the kind of first game we've seen, or I think the first game we've seen where, where Tolbert got more snaps than uh than Gallup. Um but I, I also second game you know, we saw that we saw it against oh, second game. I guess we did. well I mean again I, I wonder again how much that does point to it being part of this three games uh, uh swing. So um I do think it's something to keep an eye on. It's something that I think that we'll obviously we'll be watching very closely just because you know we've we've been asking for this a little bit. Uh but I also wouldn't be shocked, I guess is what I'm getting at is if we get through the Seattle game and it sort of kind of starts creeping back the other direction a little bit uh, because it just simply because maybe they're trying. We also saw an, a bump in Jalen Brooks's uh, snaps these last two weeks. So I, I you know, I, I, the question becomes, is this a, an exercise in trying to replace Gallup snaps with better snaps from Tolbert and Brooks, or is this a, uh, a an exercise in trying to keep the wide receivers legs fresh, especially for, uh, a guy in Jalen Tolbert who is playing a bunch of special teams as well, right? Um, 
or is this a case truly or is it both right is it is it you want you you want to try to get to uh, tolbert more snaps so that he can kind of take over that third wide receiver role near the end of the year and you're trying to kind of uh, uh keep everybody's legs fresh because of the the short turnaround uh so just keep keeping all that in mind but i do think that that we can say that tolbert getting the increased amount of snaps you know does bode well for his opportunities to kind of take that wide receiver three role uh, as the season goes on. I also wonder if part of it has to do with the Cowboys offense changing a little bit after the bye, right? Because before the bye, the Cowboys were like near the bottom of the league in pre-snap motion. And since the bye, they've been near the top, right? And I wonder if Jalen Tolbert is just better at running some of the routes where you got you come in motion, right? Than what Michael Gallup is. He's not so for the most part, we kind of know where Michael Gallup lines up in the routes that he's gonna run. That's not the case with Tolbert. You can move him a little bit. And I think you're starting to see that play out in the snap counts. Like if you look at his snaps before the bye, it was 14, 20, 22, 15. Since the bye, 29, 31, 48, 30, and then 20 against Washington, uh, but again, still outstep Michael Gallup. I just wonder if the Cowboys view Tolbert as maybe a little bit better of the fit in this current offense. That could be a possibility, or it could be that they made both of those changes at the bye separate of each other. It's possible. That we're just, yeah. you know, we're just seeing both of those things happen at the same time. But I, I, I think that's a thought, I mean, for sure, because there clearly is a, a – a, a uh, if you were going to watch trend lines right and you were to overlay these two trend lines i mean i think there is a correlation between the two where you know you saw an increase in in, in uh you know pre-snap motion and you've seen an increase in, in jalen tolbert snaps so uh there the why there is still kind of up to for debate and there is some interesting stuff to kind of look at there for sure I just want to mention other two receivers in this team jalen brooks only played snakes six snaps but the fact that he even was on yeah, the field on offense. It was pretty interesting. Didn't get a target, but did have a catch for like 30 yards, which is always amazing because of that one. What a catch, play. too. I mean, yeah. geez, like the, the classic Jalen to Jalen uh, uh, connection, right? Where yeah. it about clangs off of one hand and then Brooks with the heads up play just snatch it and able to kind of create something out of nothing. That's that's when you know that things were bouncing the, the, the Cowboys way that day a little bit. Yeah, there's something about the name Jalen where you can just pull things out of your butt. I don't I don't get it. But uh, uh, the other one I want to talk about is uh, Gavante Turpin. Only played five snaps, but did score a touchdown in this game. And every time that Turpin's kind of played offense this year, it's like he's been able to provide a spark. I mean, I know he's dealing with a shoulder injury. Maybe that's why he didn't see more reps on offense. But – you do wonder, like, maybe the Cowboys should start getting him a little bit more involved on that side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, I think going back to both the Jalen Brooks and the Turpin thing, I think it's really been important for the coaches to make sure that the guys that they're bringing to the game day roster that are, like, mostly special teams players are getting opportunities on offense and defense, right? Yeah. I think that that's, that's something that they've stated was, was, uh, was important to them. And, and it makes sense, right? You, first of all, it's just – you know, use every part of the Buffalo, as they say, like, I mean, just you're, you're bringing all these guys to the game. You might as well kind of spread the, the wear and tear out a little bit. So you're not, you know, having guys having, <laughs> having CD lamb, you know, go, you know, twist his ankle on a, on a run blocking rep in yeah, which, you know, yeah. someone's, you know, I'm knocking on it. So, uh, but you know, I just think that, I think that there's value there in just kind of, you know, limiting snaps and spreading out that stuff, the wear and tear, 
uh, and just kind of getting the opportunity for these guys that are killing themselves on special teams to go out there and develop as uh, offensive and defensive players. Because guess what, guys? It's you know, as we go on the rest of the season, if there's if there are any injuries, you need these guys, right? You'll you'll need these guys at some point to come out and run a route or come out and block a corner or or do something. Well, even if you also go ahead. you also need to see these guys like long term. Like this is how Noah yeah. Brown ended up making it in the NFL. Is he would play his butt off on special teams, and whenever he came out of the field on offense. There was there wasn't a significant drop off where you felt like you couldn't have him on the field. I think that's what the Cowboys are hoping here with Jalen Brooks. Like maybe next year you can move on from a certain receiver yeah. and he can be your number four receiver and you feel like you're fine. Getting him a handful of snaps every game, you're also rewarding him for what he's doing on special teams. Yeah, I mean, and look what happened with Noah Brown, right? Yeah. Like, I, I think I saw a list yesterday that said that Noah Brown is the fourth highest receiver in EPA per route run in the NFL. Like, yes. no, number Ridiculous. four, number three being C.D. Lamb. <laughs> so, yeah. like, yeah, like, it's, it's you know, if you give these guys opportunities, sometimes they it, it, different guys are on different tracks. Jalen Brooks is clearly on an accelerated track. You, yeah. you, you don't see very many late-round uh, rookies that are getting the opportunities and converting the opportunities the way he is. So uh, clearly I, I think the Brooks thing to me is, and and really the Tolbert thing I think is, is just kind of excitement from, from training camp. Sure. But the Brooks thing to me seems like they like the player. This mm-hmm. isn't just about like, Oh, let's get him opportunities. Like they, like they think he could be a guy. And, and so they're trying to see if that's the case. And man, he hasn't really shown them anything <laughs> to prove yeah. otherwise at this point. All right, let's go on the other side of the ball and talk about a couple standouts in the secondary next. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, All you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize picks is the most fun I've had playing DFS because there's so many different players and so many different stat projections to choose from. I also love that Prize picks offers a reboot policy where they'll reboot your entry if one of your players gets injured in the first half and does not return for the second. Again, that player will be rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to pricepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for your first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to pricepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. We want to thank you for making us your first listen every single day. On tomorrow's show, we're going to answer your Twitter questions, so make sure that you send them in to us at Marcus underscore Mosher, at McCoolBCB. But right now, I want to talk about the safeties, uh, Landon, because the Cowboys ruled out J. Ron Kirst with a back injury, and that forced Wanya Thomas to play more snaps than usual. And I got to say, anytime that Wanya has been on the field this year, <laughs> been pretty good yeah i mean he kind of just continually shows out and and shows uh that when he gets opportunities he is in the right spot and he can uh uh you know 
he, man, I really wish he had come down with that interception. Oh, he like, that was, that was just like, that really would have been an icing on the cake situation. I, I, I think he's a guy though, that, that, you know, I think we similar to what we talked about with Tolbert and with Brooks, right. That is uh, a big time special teams player, uh, but that they like as more than that, as, as more than just a special teams player and, and, and has get, been given opportunities uh, in regular season games. And when he's been given opportunities, has shown that he belongs, right? He's made plays and frankly was one of the best defenders on the field when he was playing last, uh, last week. So uh, yeah, I think it's interesting. We, you know, we, we, we hear that uh, it sounds like curse is making his way back, back from his back injury. Um, and, and uh, you know, all you can kind of look at when you watch the tape is, well, how are you going to, how do you feel like you, you're going to take Wanya Thomas off the field? Cause he's, you know, he's playing so well. So I do wonder how much, uh, it, it, you know, again, kind of going through the same things that we just talked about with Tolbert and Brooks. I do wonder if they don't just start thinking about rotating these safeties more simply because well, did the you fact see how fast Wan- J run curses back got better. He was practicing. Yeah. Mike yeah. Said yeah. He was doing some full sprints this week. Well, you know, it's funny, too, because Wanye has spent – I don't know if anyone's been following Wanye on Twitter, but Wanye has spent the last entire week basically defending uh, Curse the entire time. He's been basically, you know, finding I, – I think he's been name-searching people that have been talking about Curse and then going out and responding to uh, the folks saying, hey, Curse is one of the best safeties in the league, no, 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 no. Uh, and I'm pretty sure he's just killing him with kindness at this point. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I do I do wonder, like, you know, if Curse isn't feeling the heat a little bit. Because every time oh, Wanya goes to. out there, you, you have to think, like, uh-oh, it's, it's a backup guy, right? Is is he going to get – oh, no, he made a play. Oh no, Well, there's also – there's, there's part of this, like, <laughs> J-Ron's in the final year of his deal. Yeah. Dallas is really the only team where his career has been. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to kill J. Rom, but no, 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 no. he 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 really struggled outside of Dallas, and then he he got with Dan Quinn, and it saved his career. If Wanye keeps playing this well, whenever J. Ron's not on the field, there's not going to be a sense of urgency for the Cowboys to go out and sign a 30 plus year old safety, right? So, uh, I just think it's interesting. On top of that, Lane, and I, and I know PFF grades are not the end all be all, but uh, right now, Juan A. Thomas is the fifth highest graded safety in the NFL. Well, yeah, I mean, I think part of that is is going to be sample size based, I would imagine. But yes, but, but yeah. it's been whenever he's. I can't disagree. Like whenever he's on the field, he's not hurting this defense at all. No, and and I think the thing that you know uh, that's hurting him, hurting a, a curse more than more than anyone else with this situation. Is that you know he 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 specifically plays the type of linebacker that Curse plays right yeah. like he's an in the box like that's that's where we're seeing a lot of Wanya Thomas is basically playing Curse's role so you know it, it'd be different if like if we felt like you know Wanya was more of a of a free safety or you know you oh maybe he could fit for Hooker's spot but he specifically like plays you know plays Curse's spot so. I do think that there is, you know, obviously some heat underneath him to come back. Uh, but I, I also think that the Cowboys have got to find a way to play both, all, all these guys, right? And and maybe that means less snaps for another safety, meaning, you know, like Donovan Wilson or someone like that who, you know, we've talked about previously. I think he had maybe one of his better games uh, against against Washington. But, you know, there's still it still wasn't quite, you know, up to – 
what we've come to expect with from Donovan Wilson. Um, and, and, and you were wonder if, you know, look, you've got two kind of older safeties that are playing well, let's, let's not, let's not bury them, but they are, certainly aren't necessarily playing at the level that you felt like they were last season. Right. And you got a guy that's burning a hole on your bench. Right. And he's just like, every time he gets on the field, he's, he's, Oh, he almost had an interception. Oh, he made a huge tackle for a loss. It's like at a certain point, uh, you, you, you got to get him on the field and you got to find a way to, to get him in there a little bit more often. And, and I don't know that, you know, you're going to have curse coming back, but I wonder if you still don't get, uh, you know, five, six more extra snaps on defense for Wanya Thomas than you did previously. I don't disagree. It's, it's just wild that two of the best three safeties in the Cowboys team might right now might be undrafted free agents from the 2022 class. I mean, Mark, <laughs> Marquis Bell, there was so much depth at safety that they had to move him to a different position. And now he's one of the highest graded linebackers in the NFL, probably your best linebacker on the team right now. And he might be the reason that the Cowboys don't end up signing a former all pro linebacker because Bell made the switch to linebacker in late August. And he, it, it's just wild, Landon. It's crazy. It's totally, totally, totally nuts. All right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen every day. Again, every day, we're going to answer your Twitter questions tomorrow, so make sure that you send them in. Go check out our show on YouTube. We post videos every single day over there. We are free and available on all platforms. Go follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher, and we will see you right back here tomorrow.